0: Shohei Ohtani has been officially announced as a Dodger. He spoke to the media for the first time in a long time and we'll get into everything he said, why he chose the Dodgers, what his dog's name is and more. And then after that, Andrew Friedman said, "Let's keep going." And the Dodgers trade with the Rays looks like it's going to happen. Not just that, Tyler Glasnow may begin an extension. So that's what's on tap, so let's get locked on Dodgers. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 bucks if your team wins. Visit slash locked on to get started. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever we find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer, all you have to do is listen or watch every day. And an easy way to do that is to subscribe in both of those places. Uh, That's the ideal way to do it. If this is your first time listening or watching, and we do have a lot of new watchers, uh, I'm Vince Samperio, that's my co-host Jeff Snyder, and we are both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team in a variety of ways, and one of those ways being this here podcast, where we're here with you every Monday through Friday, bringing you what we believe is smart and rational thoughts around the Dodgers for the most part. And uh, we're here to do that some more today. There's a lot to get into, so let's not waste any more time and get into it. Shohei Otani, uh, we finally got to see him in a, in a Dodger uniform that wasn't a Photoshop swap and he looked good. Obviously we we've talked about in the past, how everyone looks good in Dodger blue and uh, Shohei Otani was no exception. He had a few things to say, but uh, before we get into the details, Jeff, uh, any thoughts uh, uh, initially about it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's the perfect storm of looking good because I think Shohei looks good in everything, and everybody looks good in Dodger blue, and so he looks extra good in Dodger blue. And yeah, it was a it, it was a weird press conference in some ways, like just the. I don't even know how to describe it. And maybe, you know, maybe in person it felt different. I don't know. It's almost like there's this hero worship, which I get, you know, and we're definitely contributing to that. Everybody's excited about Shohei, but it's not like, uh, he's just on a different level in so many ways that normally a press conference, there's, uh, a, a different feeling of equalness. Whereas this one, it was like, uh, you know, knowing that every team in baseball would have loved to have Shohei Otani, and that several teams were prepared to pay him, you know, the ridiculous number that the Dodgers are paying him, uh, it kind of—I uh, feel like he commands a different level of awe or something. Uh, did it feel that way in person?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Well, I guess I'm used to being around. Japanese media and Otani specifically from World Baseball Classic and All-Star games in the past. So for me, it kind of felt the same in terms of that. Obviously, the amount of people was uh, a lot different than any other press conference I've been to. And talking to a couple other L.A. media people, they were talking about, you know, when LeBron came to the Lakers. It was kind of similar to that. And I think I I mentioned that kind of last week of what it meant. So I I didn't feel that way. I do think there's just a disconnect in general from the language barrier, which... You know you you ask him a question you know you have to wait for the translation and then he answers and then you wait for the translation back and you know i think that takes away a little bit from it not in a bad way just it's it's different from what we expect so you know the chuckles that were shared uh when he talked about his dog's name you know were shared by some of the japanese media initially and then we had to wait to say what what his answer really was but yeah i I mean obviously the awe is there like even me like I've been around Otani before. I've been within, you know, arm's distance of him, and even today I was just like, "Oh man, like this is a big deal." Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's get into what what he said. Uh, you know, his opening statement was basically just, you know, thanking the Dodgers for everything, you know, getting to this point. Thanking the Angels for everything in the past. Uh, you know, called out Friedman and Walter and Stan Kasson and others by name, and in, in terms of thanking them for including
1: Dave Roberts.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go, uh, including for making the deal done. Uh, and then, you know, took some questions. Now, we didn't get – I will say we didn't get the best questions around from some of the media, a little bit a redundancy in certain parts. And, uh, you know, off the bat, Otani did mention they didn't want to talk about anything involving other teams or what went on with their pitches or his thoughts or even how many teams were going after him. But basically, you know, it kind of boiled down to why'd you pick the Dodgers? And it was, he said it wasn't one reason, um, but it did kind of feel that the reason that kept getting brought up was the winning aspect of it. And uh, it did feel like that was one of the main reasons that he did pick the Dodgers.
1: Yeah. And uh, one interesting comment that he made was that uh, basically Friedman told him that having only won one world series title in this 11 year stretch of dominance feels like a failure to the franchise. And that appealed to Otani that, that burning desire to win because they have won a world series. Like I mentioned before, only you know three teams have won a world series more recently than the Dodgers. Um, but you know, that, that desire to win every year appealed to him. And I, 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 I think that's a great attitude for the front office to have and even for the players to have. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think it's an attitude we should have as fans because, you know, like you and I have talked about, there's so much fun in the six months of a baseball season and all those great moments. Uh, but, you know, their job is to win a world series. And so the fact that they've only been able to do that once, uh, you know, due to a lot of different reasons, some out of their control, some within their control, uh, you know, I, I'm glad they have that burning desire to win. Uh, and But I, I do think that there's uh, a difference between how they should feel and how I should feel.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, if your job has certain elements to it and you don't meet those elements, then by definition, that's a failure. So, you know, he, he's not wrong in that aspect. Their goal every year is to win the World Series. And if you don't meet that goal, that specific goal is failure. But either way. Yeah, I mean, like I said, what, what Otani said was, the, you know, the winning and, you know, he talked about some of the past, uh, you know, in terms of it, there's there's Otani spoke to the press. Otani spoke to Kirsten Watson and Otani spoke to Dave Assay, And there was different answers from all those. So any anything we talk about might not just be from the press conference. It might be a combination of that. Uh, but in one of them that he talked about Nomo specifically and said that that's when he was born. So he didn't really get to experience that. But, he you know, he knows the legacy. And he said after high school, the Dodgers were one of the teams that kind of wanted him at that time to kind of bring him over. It didn't happen. And he did say that he, you know, he figured he would always be here if possible. And you know, now it's possible. And and I think it just reinforces the fact that if the DH was around back when he first came over, that he would have been a Dodgers from State one.
1: Yeah, I, I always keep going back to whichever I forget which former teammate of his it was in Japan who said a year or two ago. That Shohei has had his future mapped out. He he believed that Shohei has known all along where he would go in free agency. Um, you know, and, and that, that's one teammate's view of it. But you know, I I know Shohei said he made the decision on Friday night, um, but I, I would guess that what he actually did was confirm the decision that he has been leaning towards for a long, long time. Because you know, the the same reason that everybody in the media assumed the Dodgers were the favorite is why he's there. You know, those weren't, it wasn't because the Dodgers were going to outbid everybody. It was because the Dodgers make the most sense for him in so many ways. And so I think he knew that too. And uh, you know, yeah, there, there was a lot of interesting things said uh, you know, there was a report that uh, I think Jack Harris said that they did give the angels, Uh, I think it was Nezbolelo Otani's agent said that they did give the angels a chance to match the offer. And Artie Marino opted not to, um, which, you know, uh, is neither here nor there, I guess. But, uh, in the end, I I feel like Otani was always coming to the Dodgers and that statement about, you know, always feeling like he was going to play here, uh, kind of adds to that.
0: Yeah. There, there we'll get into that decision specifically and just kind of how he talked about on the timeline of that day. Uh, Right after this, so make sure to keep it locked on. Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The weather's getting colder, but the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $25 money line bet. A money line bet is very simple you just pick which team is going to win, that's all you have to do. And all you gotta do is do that, put in five bucks. Boom, if your team wins, you get $150 more to bet on even more things. And what else can you bet on? Well, you get the FanDuel app. You can check it out, but it's easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Last night, had you bet the over on the Raider game, they, would, they did it by themselves in the first half. So... You know, there, there's different ways to go about it. Uh, that was a week after they hit the under very, very, very hard. So, yeah, the NFL, you never know, but that's what's the fun with FanDuel. So, go get the app right now. Check it out. Put down your $5 money line bet for one of the games this weekend, and you get $150 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off your NFL season of betting. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day and remind you to become an everydayer by listening or watching every single day. And if you want, remember, we are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And Lockdown has the first 24-7 streaming channel on sports on YouTube, Lockdown Sports Today 24-7, covering the top sports stories around the leagues with local experts of Lockdown plus their national shows that cover every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe right now. All right, Jeff, let's get back into Otani. And like you mentioned that he said that he made his decision Friday. And then, you know, obviously they posted it. He posted it the following, the next day, Saturday. But that Friday, Friday night. Uh, and I guess, you know, all the conflicting reports were, were swirling. If you were someone who had one of those conflicting reports, you could say that I wasn't wrong. Otani made a decision late Friday night, and maybe he changed his mind. And that's what it was. Whatever the case was, uh, he said he was aware of the flight tracking and said that it was funny that he was just walking his dog, hanging out at his house that day. He talked about you know kind of what went into that decision. Like said, there's been a couple reports that the Angels, you know, kind of had a, a last chance effort to match the deal and uh they 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 declined to do so so uh you know andrew friedman was in Anaheim actually at the time when he found out that the Dodgers were gonna get Otani at his son's soccer game. So there was a lot of moving parts going on. And I think kind of the telling part uh was after the main press conference when Friedman went with reporters and and he was saying you know we what was the most difficult part of the process and he said the not knowing he said we knew how we felt we didn't know how he felt and Obviously, that 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 matches a lot of things in life. The unknown is probably the scariest. I don't have much fear or anxiety, but the unknown will always kind of get to every so often. And I, I know exactly how Andrew Friedman was feeling because we were all feeling that same way. We had no idea. And we kept telling people, you know, regardless of all these reports and everything else, I don't think anybody knows what Otani had on his mind. And uh, I think it kind of served true.
1: Yeah, the the fact that Friedman had those same feelings, like you, you always wonder, and I would guess with most free agents, like, you can get it kind of get a feel. Oh, we think, you know, he's going to come to us, you know, he's, or he's not. And it seems like Otani played everything really close to the vest, including what he said and how he reacted with the teams, uh, which, you know, it, it's, it's a smart way to do it, especially when you're in as high a demand as, as Otani was, but yeah, it's anybody who ever says they have an Otani source, I think is lying. I think we can see that Otani and his agent, uh, aren't talking to outside sources they're talking to each other and and that's about it and uh yeah you know it's uh I can only imagine as stressful as it was for us imagine if you're Andrew Friedman whose job it is to build this team you know uh like I mean it as exciting as as excited as we were on Saturday I can only imagine how Friedman felt
0: yeah and and on the point of deferrals and everything else you know Tani said that he knew about deferrals. He knew that big contracts in the past had had deferrals, obviously not to the extent he had, but that, you know, that was the idea he had in order to kind of help the team and make sure the Dodgers wanted to win. And, you know, Friedman said after that he wouldn't have the gall to offer that kind of deal to anybody, but that, that Otani's camp came to that with him, which has been reported and, and, you know, kind of been said already, but it just kind of confirms everything that, Otani wanted this and he wants, you know, for the reason of winning. Uh, He didn't ask specifically about the language in the contract in terms of, you know, the Dodgers having to make sure that they use that money that he saves them on to to spend around. But, you know, that that makes sense, especially when you see the clause of, you know, the confirmation of the clause with Andrew Friedman or if Mark Walter and Friedman leave that Otani can opt out. And he said that that was kind of a safety net, that you know, something he wanted in case things went awry, uh, while he's here for 10 years.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of interesting when he was talking about the, the deferred money and he just said, you know, I knew it was a thing. So I started reading about it and I was like, wait, there's no limit, you know, like, uh, why, why not just defer a whole bunch of it, you know? And like, he didn't say, I don't need the money, you know? I mean, even if it was just, cause he made what? 30 million bucks last year from the angels, like he's fine even there, you know. Thirty million bucks in the bank, uh, even you know, even with California taxes or whatever, that's still, you know, and living expenses, he's probably still got at least 10 million bucks just from last year. And you know, if you got 10 million bucks in the bank and getting two million bucks a year, I think you can live, you know. And then plus he's got his endorsements. Like it was just, you know, the the mindset. And I think it's so funny. We've probably talked about this already, how many how much hand-wringing there is about oh, this is just gonna break baseball. But this is never going to happen again. You know, deferrals have been around forever and there's just the extent to which he's deferring the money. Nobody's ever going to do that again because there's not going to be another player, uh, unless baseball takes a drastic uptick in popularity compared to the other sports. Like Michael Jordan could have done this and Kobe Bryant probably could have done this, you know, uh, there's probably basketball players right now who could do a deal like this. If it was allowed. I don't know if it's allowed in the NBA, CBA or not. Um, but, but the fact is, uh, there is no other baseball player with this popularity with this, uh, endorsement potential to, to have his actual salary just be a drop in the bucket and essentially inconsequential. And so, uh, Every other player who does deferrals, it's going to go back to the regular old deferrals like Mookie Betts and Max Scherzer and Bobby Bonilla and everybody else did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basketball, I don't think it's allowed. I think the closest thing we've kind of seen is Tom Brady would take lower salary. It wasn't deferrals or anything. He would just take lower salary in order for them to fill out the team around him. There is a salary cap in football, so, like, you know, it it makes – the luxury tax is a you know soft salary cap in a sense of teams don't want to get penalized but in reality there's you know teams can spend as much as they want uh, just like the Mets did last year and how the Dodgers have done it in years past so uh, but yeah for him it you know he knew what he wanted and clearly because he's you know I'm, I'm sure it wasn't his agent that wanted that necessarily I'm sure it was Otani that went up and actually read you know maybe maybe you guys share some Jeff you guys like reading CBA so. Uh, the last part is the dog, which was a question and surprise, it took a long, uh, it took like four or five questions to get to finally the dog question. Uh, And the dog's name in English is decoy, which was, you know, obviously funny because that was a, a topic of conversation around that the dog's name was, uh, involved with one of the teams that he was pursuing. So that's why they didn't release the name, uh, but you had looked it up the Japanese, he has a, a Japanese name as well. That kind of lends itself to decoy. Well that he translated to decoy, but it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing.
1: Yeah. It's dekopin And And uh, yeah, I, I found that I, I confirmed. So I was the first person with any kind of following to post, to tweet out the meaning of this two Japanese speakers tweeted out three minutes before I did. Uh, but they have a total of five likes and one retweet. Um, so, you know, <laughs> not a big star like me, uh, but yeah, decoping means the act of flicking someone's forehead with a finger. And I guess it's like uh, a Japanese game where I think it's like rock, paper, scissors and the loser, you get to flick your buddy in the forehead. And so uh, that's, uh, that's fun. Uh, I, I love the fact, you know, because there was speculation that the reason he's not telling anybody the the name of his dog is because it has to do with what team he's going to sign with one report. I can remember who it was actually. Said, and I I could never tell if it was actually a serious thing or if it was a tongue-in-cheek thing. But said the reason he's not telling the dog's name is because it's the name of the team he's going to sign with. So people were like, maybe his name is Dodger, maybe his name is Blue, you know, all all those things. And the fact that the dog's name is Decoy, which means the dog really was a decoy all along. It was totally meaningless to free agency, but it got people, you know, thinking like Decoy was a decoy, and I, I think it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um that's pretty much it from Anthony obviously, you know. He didn't say much. They didn't allow as many questions, you know, there there's always press for time. Was there anything else that you think we missed about it? Did
1: anybody ever ask anybody about Dave Roberts at the winter meetings and and I don't I couldn't that?
0: so I was in a scrum where it was Roberts, Friedman and Gomes and someone asked Robert I don't I didn't hear the exact question. But he looked at Andrew and said, we're all good now. We were always all good. So I'm assuming that's what it was about. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess there was no issue or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. There was actual other Dodger news, not official yet, but uh, a trade that was speculated. And now we can talk about it because it looks like it's going to go through and there's more details about it. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Logics. And on this show, we get into a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes and, you know, stating our opinions. But here's an opinion. Here's the hottest take of the day. The best lineup in L.A. right now is not the Dodgers right now. It's the lineup of auto loans at Logics. They start off the top with our favorites, the proven, dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Then you got the exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. And rounding out the lineup is their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. And I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. So visit your local Logics branch right here in L.A. and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you. Or just apply online in minutes at logicsbankingcom car. That's L-O-G-I-X Banking.com C-A-R. If you are not an everydayer, you just have to listen to Lockdown Dodgers every single day or as close to every single day as possible. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And the Lockdown Podcast Network has Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, two 24 7 streaming channels on YouTube. One covers all the stuff around sports in Los Angeles, and the other covers everything going on in the sports world in general. Go check them out on YouTube and subscribe. All right, Jeff, so there was reports uh, yesterday or Wednesday night about a trade with the Dodgers and Rays involving Tyler Glasnow, Manuel Margot, Brian Pepio, Johnny DeLuca. Uh, There was others, unconfirmed reports that kind of threw Randy Rosarena. Randy posted the picture of him and Otani on his Instagram to fuel more speculation. Uh, Rosenthal kind of confirmed everything in the morning in terms of the names involved. And then it kind of went dead all day, all day after that, until later after the press conference on Thursday, it was said to be, that was the deal that the Dodgers will get Glasnow and Margot. They're going to trade Pepeo and DeLuca, but it was contingent upon, uh, extension for Tyler Glasnow. And then later on it was reported that it's expected to go through that he's going to sign an extension with the Dodgers. So knowing all of this now, let's evaluate this trade, Jeff.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it definitely, the extension definitely changes it because one of the things you're always looking at is team control. And we don't know what the extension will be, at least as of right now. It's 9.41 p.m. on Thursday night Pacific time. We haven't heard anything official. I don't know if we'll get anything f- official tonight. Probably not. Um, but, you know, that one of the big concerns everybody has, Ryan Pepe has five years of team control left. Obviously, the first couple of those years are at roughly the league minimum. And even after that, it's, you know, no matter how you slice it, even if, if Glasnau signs a four year extension with the Dodgers, so it's the same five years, Glasnow's five years will be more expensive than Pepeo's. Um, but, you know, but the team control, I, I think the team control is more important than the money to a team like the Dodgers. And, uh, you know, they, so really, the the fact is Glasnow is a better pitcher right now than Ryan Pepio when he's healthy. Uh, you know, and it's not like Pepio has been the picture of health either. Um, and, and it could be as simple as the Dodgers have lingering concerns about the injury that kept Pepe out, Pepio out most of last year, including a lot longer than anybody expected it to be when he originally got hurt. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the case, but uh, you know, Tyler Glasnow when he's healthy is an elite pitcher. He is one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's healthy. He has elite stuff and you know, the the stuff could even play up more in the Dodgers pitching lab. The, the Rays are pretty good with pitchers too, but you know, that I, I think when he's healthy, the Dodgers are expecting a Cy Young caliber pitcher in Tyler glass now. And I think that's a reasonable expectation, whether he's going to be healthy. That's still the big concern. And so, you know, Johnny DeLuca from Manuel Margot. Okay. You know, uh, it's probably the fact that the only way the Dodgers were going to get glass now is if they took Margot and half of his salary off the race hands. And so, okay, well, we'll swap you this minor leaguer who, yeah, Johnny DeLuca probably could have been the right-handed half of that right field platoon uh, with Jason Hayward just as easily as Manuel Margot could have. But I don't necessarily think DeLuca is a superstar in the making. I think he hopefully will be a solid player, Um, but I, I don't think they're losing a ton there. Uh and Glasnow for Pepeo, it's all gonna come down to health, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's funny to me, you know. Obviously, initially, this deal I wouldn't have loved without the extension. And just, you know, for the simple fact of control, uh, obviously, if it led to you know a World Series win, we'd get all get over it. But with the extension, it swings it all the way back in the Dodgers' favor. You can look at it as Glas for Peppio and DeLuca and still be a good deal for the Dodgers. They're getting the best player in that trade, and they're getting years on it. And, you know, for me, everyone's like, oh, you know, but Glasnow gets hurt all the time and everything else, you know, which is fair that he does that, you know, he does have injury prone to him. To him, The only time Ryan Pepio was going to be a full-time Major League starter, he got hurt before opening day and missed almost the entire season. So how do we know he's not going to be injury prone? You know, to me, that that's kind of where I'm at. And that, yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, do you want, you know, five years of Pepio who has a very high floor, but maybe not as high a ceiling. You know, he's a, you know, probably a floor of a number three starter with the ceiling of a number two. I don't know if he'll really can can get up to a number one if you need. And Johnny DeLuca, you know, as as good as we like him, uh, probably a fourth outfielder realistically or a platoon outfielder realistically. So you're getting an ace, you know, number one style pitcher. Who does have health concerns, but when he's healthy, he is an ace and he's the number one guy. And you're getting the years on him. And who knows? Maybe those years end up taking his AAV down a little bit. We'll, we'll see. You know, remains to be seen. I uh, don't think he's, you know, 25 mil is not bad for a, an ace pitcher. Uh, 25 mil for a pitcher that you know hasn't thrown over 100 innings uh it's probably not you know where it's at but the dodgers have the money i don't think it's a matter of money and then margot's you know essentially a throw in like you said to kind of get balance the books for the Rays a little bit help them out and he does hit well against left handers not great he's had great seasons in which he's hit great against left handers and he's had seasons where he's been above average to average against left handers and you know, I, the Dodgers will still have room for one more right-handed bat or one more bat in general uh, when the trade goes through, which could be Kike, which could be somebody else. And, you know, there's still ways to move around. And at the end of the day, Margot is not somebody – if you have, a you know, a chance to get a big-time outfielder, um, you know, Margot could be traded again or even, you know, let go. It's, it's not going to, you know, cost anyone anything.
1: Yeah, it, it is interesting because Margot doesn't really fit the Dodgers' mold. He – he, he doesn't walk much. He, you know, a lot of those things, but his numbers are significantly better against left-handed pitching. He makes pretty decent contact, doesn't strike out a ton. And so, you know, he, he's fast. He plays good defense. There's a lot to, to be on board with. I think he's a pretty decent uh, platoon option with Jason Hayward. I also think it's, it's worth noting. This doesn't necessarily mean that Randy Rosarena Rosa is out of the picture. If the Rays trade a Rosarena this off season, it's still entirely possible that it is to the Dodgers. You know, the, the, there's no rule that says you can only make one trade between teams in, in, in a given offseason. I think it wouldn't make sense to them. It must not have made sense to them to try to shoehorn him into this trade and say, okay, well, what are the prospects? Okay, well, let's the parts that we can agree on, let's make this trade. And then, you know, if you want to talk about a Rosarina for a, a package highlighted by Michael Bush with other prospects, okay, let, let's do that, you know? Uh, so all in all, you know, back to Pepio, we're very high on Pepio. I, I love Ryan Pepio. I think he's going to be very good. Uh, he's been on this podcast. He's a very nice guy. Um, yeah, I do think the Dodgers, 2024 Dodgers, are a better team with Tyler Glasnow on the rotation than with Ryan Pepio. And uh, that's kind of the goal right now is make the team better right now.
0: Yeah, and, you know, all these moves are made right now. But like I said, out of the extension – I swung it back in the favor of the Dodgers for me because it, without the extension, it made baseball sense, but it didn't make Dodger baseball sense in the sense of giving up that much team control for guys that have played in the majors and shown that they could be successful in the majors. Uh, but yeah, you, you have the years on the glass now and you know, if it's three to four years of glass now and five years of Pepio, I'm going to take the three to four years of glass now right now, because I've seen them do it in the majors at, for, you know, consistently when he's healthy not uh, that, yeah. that's always going to be the caveat
1: i'm interested to see what the extension looks like like i could see a, a pretty wide range i i would guess we're looking at you know 15 to 18 million a year with a lot of uh incentives um and which would you know lower lower the the aav uh potentially depending on and, and you know it's if they'd be happy to pay the higher aav if if he hits the incentives you know so uh but all in all that that's kind of my guess uh but but I could also see, you know, less and more. So it'll be interesting to see when we do find out, but it does sound like it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. So a lot happened. We've had a lot to talk about with the Dodgers recently and hopefully continue moving forward. They still need, like I said, another bat, in another bench bat or platoon bat. They still need more starting pitching. Um, we'll talk, Walker Buehler has been a topic that we've had a couple questions on in DMs and from people. We'll talk about him next week. Uh, assuming nothing big happens over the weekend, and and maybe we'll start looking into what else they need to get starting pitching wise. Now that they do have Glass now, he is that ace type. Okay, so now what are you looking for? More of an ace, or more of a guy that's going to eat innings? That's you know pretty good know jordan montgomery or a blake snell type you know kind of in that realm so uh anything else where we head out for the week Jeff?
1: just last thing I want to remind you guys about the locked on dodgers insider club uh you can join it join subtext.com slash on dodgers we've been having a lot of fun the last couple of days since we launched it uh texted out my musings about the dodgers and stuff to our list uh several of you have already joined uh you know, have some back and forth. you can reply to it. We can have text conversations, uh, you know one on one conversations. you'll get we'll do some uh, subscriber only mailbag episodes here on YouTube. Uh, a lot of different and your your questions will get priority in regular mailbag episodes. A lot of fun stuff. so go to joinsubtext.com dot com slash locked on Dodgers to join that.
0: yeah, go do that, especially during season uh, when I'm at the games, like maybe we could send some exclusive stuff there too as well. so totally. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. If you're new to us this week, we appreciate you. We hope you stick around. We're here every Monday through Friday, about 30 minutes a day, here talking Dodgers, whatever's going on in the world. You can find us where you find podcasting on YouTube at Locked On Dodgers. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Remember, Locked On Podcast Network has the Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles 24-7 streaming channels. You can go check those out. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or thoughts, or topics, you can join the subtext if you want the priority. If not, you can still uh, find us on social media. Jeff's on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91. Our DMs are open. You can also send them via email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, or if you're at home, text my advice for podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll
1: talk to you on Monday. Close the episode, Jeff.